You say, well, I'm not a tither. Well, then sit down and we'll bless. No, don't do that. We're going to give you the, you know, an opportunity, amen, to, to learn the principles of God's word. I proclaim financial increase upon you and your house this day. I call in jobs for those who are unemployed, and I call better jobs for those who desire them. I bless you for a breakthrough where what has been clogged up and restricted will begin to normally flow again. Because of your obedience and tithes and offerings, I declare God's favor to be upon you. So that those things that have been tied up in the courts, such as inheritance, settlements, and estates, will be released so you may enjoy what God means to be rightfully yours. God has stated that He wishes you to prosper, so therefore I speak a blessing to come upon those who work in sales and commissions, and that deals and opportunities be attracted to you, and that God will prosper you in an extraordinary way. I speak over this giving congregation that opportunities for advancement will come to you, and I call forth raises and bonuses as needed. I call back to your residence, wallets and bank accounts, what Satan attempted to steal from you as with Job in the Bible, and I speak that you be restored double that which was stolen, because the Lord rejoices over His children and delights to see them happy and blessed. The Lord will cause you to find money unexpectedly. He will bless you and surprise you with unexpected checks in the mail right out of nowhere. For those of you that God has blessed as entrepreneurs, may your mind be inspired with God ideas and inventions so that you may prosper. For those of you who own your own businesses, blessings be so abundant that your company can bless its employees with good pay and package benefits. I speak a spirit of abundance upon this congregation that God miraculously bring you out of debt so that the stress of debt and the burden of debt will release your minds and that you may come into a new peace and a new reality of financial freedom so that you and your house may serve God in newness and joy. May you and your house, may Harvest Church begin to enjoy plenty that we might be able to give liberally and generously in offerings as well as alms to the poor. I bless you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As I said last week as we begin this new series, I believe this is a year of God refreshing His people, renewing their strength, bringing restoration to them. This is a year that God wants to bless His people. Say that with me. My Father in Heaven wants to bless me. I'm His child. I receive those blessings in Jesus' name. Now, we're going to find out there's a lot to this. And we're just going to take our time. The words bless or blessing appear in Scripture in some form or another at least 700 times. That's a lot of blessing. Amen? We said our purpose for doing this series is, number one, God dealt with my heart about this. 
And I want you, number one, to see that it's God's nature. God's nature demonstrates the fact that He desires to bless His people. It's just the will of the Father to bless you. He loves you. Oh, pastor, but you don't know me. You don't know what I've done, where I've been, how I've screwed up. Well, just join me. Because I've done all those things. And He still loves me unconditionally. And He wants to bless me. Amen? In fact, I've started to put some things in my office that I see every day. I'm there all the time. And there are things that I've been blessed with. And to you, they wouldn't mean anything. But to me, they, to me they're a blessing. Because I want to keep that before me. Amen? And be able to see it. So I encourage you. God's, has God ever blessed you in the past? With something material, something you can touch. Well, you know, look at that every day. At least for a period of time as we begin this series. So every day you're reminded the same God who blessed you yesterday is the same God that desires to bless you today. The same God that blesses you today is the same God that wants to bless you tomorrow. He's a good God. God's blessings are spiritual and physical. We said, number three, the blessings of God are conditional. We'll get into that. That's a whole other subject, and uh, we might touch a little bit on that today. And then we want to get into, and I'm looking forward to this, is to reveal the power of the spoken blessing. Didn't I just bless you today? Well, you're the preacher. No, you can do it too. The Word of God in your heart, the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Get the Word on the inside of you and speak it over your family. I have a little prayer and that I pray. I used to pray. I have lots of prayers. and This is very short and it covers a lot of things and it pertains to this year. It was put together and sent to me. Hank Kuhneman sent it in the mail. And, and I, I pray it every day. And it deals with, with my home, it deals with my health, it deals with finances, it deals with what's been stolen from me, it must be returned, and I speak it and declare it. You can de- declare and decree a thing, it shall be established for you, and, shall, and God's light shall shine upon your pathway. So you and I can do that on a daily basis. The preacher just, you don't have to wait for the preacher on Sunday, you can bless your home. You can bless your kids. You can bless your grandkids, but you don't know how squirrely they are. Yeah, God knows how squirrely they are. Amen? You were squirrely once, too. God can still work with squirrels. Amen? And so, you know, I read somewhere in the devotional the other day, and I went home and told the wife, it said, just get out of the way of your kids and let God take care of it. And I thought, well, that's good. I need to hear that. Sometimes parents want to get in the way. Oh, it's getting real quiet here. Amen? Yeah, let God handle them. Sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Look at Proverbs 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, 22. This is our text. I am very, very excited about <clears throat> this series. I'm excited about the fact about how God wants to bless you. And I'm expecting, and I say that emphatically, I'm expecting to hear from you. Me? 
You? Yeah. What? Blessing. How God's blessed you. I'm not just talking about financial blessings. Maybe the word of the Lord came on to you. Maybe you were reading your Bible and a rhema, just word just popped right out there. Maybe you received revelation or wisdom to know how to proceed in a certain situation. Amen. We all need wisdom. But I'm expecting to hear from you how God has blessed you. And shame on you if you don't tell me. I want to hear about it. I don't necessarily want to hear about it on Sunday morning, 10 minutes before 10 o'clock. Why? Because I'm focused on other things, but I want to hear about it. Will you promise me you'll do that? Okay. Well, I don't know if I want to tell them about Aunt Susie left me $5 million. I, I, I don't know if I should really mention that to the pastor. Or how one the Somebody at merchants want to... Brand new $55,000 Ford pickup. They go to church here? Well, if it was God, it would have been a Chevy. Okay. Right, Robert? Where's Robert? I don't know. Robert will work on Fords too. Proverbs 10.22, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one poor. No, in my Bible, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he has no sorrow with it. I gave you a number of translations. I'll give you just the one that I, I really enjoy. And it's this. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he has no sorrow with it. Here's the next one. God's blessing makes life rich. Amen? Nothing we can do can improve on God. You can toil, you can do whatever you can to try to make something happen to be blessed. Nothing can surpass the fact that when God blesses His people, He does it exceedingly abundantly above all that we might ask or think. That's my God. Now, we gave you the first Hebrew word for blessing was baruch, and it's Hebrew, and it means to praise. It means to confer a blessing and to bend the knee to make prosperous. We said often the recipient of blessing would kneel down, all right, and then the blessing was pronounced upon them. Sometimes they even laid hands upon them. To the ancient Hebrews, this blessing was the transmitted or endowment of the power of God's goodness and favor, usually through the spoken word and the laying on of hands. For Abraham, the Barach blessing was God's spoken declaration of favor that would convey God's power to make him into a great nation and able to transmit that divine favor and power to the whole world. Look at Genesis chapter 12. We just barely got started last week, and I'll go so far this week, and then we'll just pick up where we left off. Do you see why it is so important? I know some of you grew up in different denominations and in some denominations, the, the, the baby's baptized and sprinkled. Here at this church, you know, what we do, we do it. What the Bible, you know, conveys is, is dedication. What do we do with babies? We dedicate the baby. We don't sprinkle the baby. When's baptism come? Baptism comes with the, at the point when that individual realizes the need for the new birth and is born again, usually when they're young, young children. 
But when we hold that baby up before God, what are we doing? We're speaking a blessing over that child. And see, God watches over His blessing. God watches over His Word to perform it. That's why dedicating your your children, it's so important when you have that baby, you begin to dedicate. You start with that dedication. There's times with these boys, i got good boys and I love them. But many times I'll think back (coughs) when we held them. I can't imagine holding Caleb up now. But I can remember holding that baby up, and I think it was Nancy Gray for you, and it was a Dave Rhodes Church of God minister dedicated Caleb. But you hold that baby up, and you dedicate that baby. What a way to get your life started with the Word of the Lord. Genesis chapter 12, here we see the blessing, and I want you to see the blessing that was spoken by God to Abram. In chapter 12, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will. You know, I like the I wills of God. You ought to go through the Scriptures and look those up. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Isn't that simple? Four-letter words. I will bless you. Four words there, right? Say it. I will bless you. Oh, but pastor, that was Abram. Yeah, it sure was, and it was the old covenant. Amen? But we'll find out something here. And it says this, not only will he bless Abram and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So I, 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 I... always been drawn to this scripture because I want to be blessed and I want my church to be blessed and I pray for you daily and I speak the word over all of you daily but if you're going to walk in the blessings of God and be blessed you're going to have to have that mindset that you're going to be a blessing to others and I'll tell you what this preacher is blessed Why? Because I serve a people and lead a people at Harvest Church who are blessings to others. Blessings to to guest ministers that come in, to to missionaries, apostolic missions, you know, like Mike Keyes and Jeff Rogers, and we've done, you know, outreaches in our community, we've done things, you know. So I'm proud of the fact that you bless others. Then he says... I will curse him who curses you. Wow. And in you, in Abram, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Boy, that's where where you got started here, didn't you? Let's go through here. Let's go through Scripture. Look at over at chapter 15. Abram was a blessed man. I said this before and I... I don't want you to think that it's not this way for everybody, but sometimes you've got to leave people in order to be blessed. He was told by God to leave his family behind. Right? A few of them went with him. Turned out they had some problems. But sometimes you've got to... Sometimes you do need to burn some bridges. 
Sometimes you need to remove yourself from situations, situations that are preventing you from being blessed. Now look at this in chapter 15. It says, what's it say here? What are the first three words? After these things. Say it once more. After these things. Now in my Bible, I've got to turn a page. I want you to go back. Go back, and maybe you don't have to do that. This is chapter 14. This is where <clears throat> one of his relatives, Lot, remember? He, remember, was taken captive. They stole all of his goods, his family, his belongings. Well, what did Abram do? He had a, a, a well-trained little militia. He had an army, and he went after him. Did he save him? Yes, he did. But I want you to note this in, in chapter 15. It says, after these things. Well, what did Abram do <clears throat> before these three words, after these things? Got any ideas? Well, you want me to tell you for the sake of time? Chapter 14. <clears throat> and it says this. In verse 18, it says, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the God Most High. And verse 19, and he blessed him and said, blessed, blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the God Most High who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he what? And he what? And he gave what? A what? A tithe. Everyone say tithe. Then you go to chapter 15. It says, after these things. Something happened before after these things. I just told you what happened after these things. What did he do? Am I making it too hard? What did he tithed? Didn't he? Does that make sense? Okay. He tithed. Well, what did that do? It opened a door. <laughs> it opened a door here for God to speak to him. He'd already spoken to him, but as Abra, Abram proceeded in his walk with God year after year and grew spiritually and depended more on God, it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. See, if you want the word of the Lord to come to you, then obey the last word of the Lord He gave you. I just don't hear from God. God doesn't speak to me. I, the Scriptures just are dead to me. Did God tell you to do something? Well, in 1979, He said to do this and that, but I didn't do it. Because I didn't want to do it, and I saw no need to do it. And I went my own way. Then I wonder why the word of the Lord does not come on to you saying. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Oh, that's a wonderful scripture to meditate upon. Can, could you apply that to you, the believer? Oh, sure you could. Do not be afraid, preacher. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Now, on the margin of my Bible, it says this. 
Instead of saying, your exceedingly great reward, it says, your reward shall be very great. Wow. So plug your name in there. Plug your name in there. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I'm just picking on you because that happens to be your name. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Boy, I like that scripture. You could interpret it this way, and it should be, yes, God will reward you. He will reward you with material possessions. I want you to understand that, but there's so much more. We're kind of starting out that way with this series. But I want you to understand there's another meaning to this. It could be said this way. God Himself is Abram's greatest treasure. God Himself is Abram's greatest treasure. God Himself. Yes, He will bless you and your reward shall be very great. But your greatest reward, your greatest treasure, your greatest reward and my greatest reward and treasure is the fact that we are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen? We need to remember that. We need to remember, and we're going to get into this in depth, of of knowing who we are. Knowing who we are. God Himself is Abram's greatest treasure. Now, last Tuesday morning as I was praying, this is what the Spirit of God spoke to me. And I when I've gotten so now... When I get some, I go immediately to my desk and write it down before I forget it. This is what came to me. What God, I believe, spoke to me is we should concentrate on the God who blesses and not just the blessings. Now, we're on a series on blessings, so I think this is a good time at a good place for me to remind you of the fact to get caught up with the God, the Father who blesses you, and don't just get caught up with, I want this and I want that, and I'm expecting this, I'm a child of God, I'm believing God for this, amen? The faith movement can get into a ditch on that because they, get, they got so caught up with material possessions and houses and this and that and whatever. We need to get caught up. We need to set our affections on things above and not upon the things of earth. We need to focus on our loving Heavenly Father. Our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, who bled for us, who went to hell for us, who became sin for us. We need to concentrate on the fact that our bodies are the temple of the living God. The Holy Spirit, if you've received Him, resides on the inside of you. And it's in Him we live and move and have our being. Look at Genesis 17. Look at verse 1. Abraham was a blessed man. Did he make and the thing is, the thing that I like about reading about these great men and women of God is they screwed up. 
So that means there's hope for all of us. They made serious... Did he jump the gun a little bit, oh, Abraham? Yeah, he sure did. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. This is, you know, basically 13 years old after Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. So another 13 years goes by. God appears to Abram and says to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I, w- I will... I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. You like those words? Then Abram did a good thing. He fell on his face and God talked with him saying. (laughs) He did what? What did Abram do? Who was that? I'm busy right now. No, he immediately fell on his face. What's that denote? Humility. Submission. Boy, that's a good word. Submission. Reverence. Fear of the Lord. Then it says, and God talked with him. After these things, something happened for Abram. After he fell on his face, God began to talk to him. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of how many? Many nations, or a multitude of nations, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, father of a multitude. For I have made you a father of many nations. Look at this, verse 6. Here's another I will. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. You know, I wouldn't mind God saying I'm going to make you fruitful. But he said to Abram, Abraham now, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Remember, he can do it far above, exceedingly far above all that we might ask or think. I want you and I want me this year to begin to get to know the God who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you might ask or think. And when you leave here today, the devil will be there to speak in your and say, you're not good enough, you screwed up, you don't know where you've come from, what you're doing, you're a mess, you're a basket case. Forget about God, you need to tell that devil to shut up and go to back to hell. He's a liar and he's a father of all lies. Your God wants to bless you this year. My God wants to bless me this year. And I'm not just talking about, I don't want to win that $55,000 Ford truck. I'm going to merchants after the service right now. I'm going to... No, I want you to know God will begin to bless you. He could give you more insight and revelation of Scripture. The greatest blessing there ever was was the new birth. Being born again. Once being a child of, of the devil then being translated and removed from that into a whole new kingdom. That's a blessing. So there are spiritual blessings. There are family blessings. What if your family got along more? Less bickering and strife and argument. Nobody's going to say anything there. We're just, we never fight. No, give me a break. What if, you're, what if there, you had more peace? Less fear, less worry. More peace. How about more joy? 
Oh, yeah. He can restore unto you joy. The joy of the Lord is your... Amen? He, he can do all these things. And He wants to do it for you this year. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Boy, those are good scriptures. Look at uh, Genesis 22. I'm just, I'm not even getting out of the much farther than I did last week. Boy, I want, I want to get you, I got to get those guys from Saturday Night Live, get you pumped up. I want you pumped up. And, and I, I want you pumped up soulish in your mind, will, and emotions, yes. But I want you through the next few weeks to get the word, the seed of God's word so in you about this that you're not going to doubt, ever doubt again that your God wants to bless you. If God be for you, who can be against you? The thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord of hosts, are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you future, a hope, an expected end. Amen? Amen. Genesis 22, look at verse 12. Here again, Abraham's Faith is being confirmed. Remember, uh, he had a son now. Amen? And at verse 12, after all this happened, Abraham was going to slay him. And it says in verse 12, and he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went, looked, took, took the ram, and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide. Say that. The Lord will provide. Say it once more. The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord... Remember, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. <clears throat> now, back here to Abraham again. There's, there's a pattern. After these things, remember how we started today? What, what, what caused the rest of that to happen? What did he do? What was one of his characteristics? What? what? Tithe, yeah, that was one, but I'm looking for another word. He obe- obeyed. There's obedience involved. The obedience factor. The blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. And your what? Your what? No, your descendants. Are we not spiritual descendants of Abraham? And we should possess the gate of their enemies. You know, we're all concerned about ISIS. 
Well, I know God the Father in heaven. He's concerned. Amen? You just wait and see and watch what's going to happen. Look at verse 18. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Should we stop there? I don't think so. Because you have obeyed my voice. Wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. The blessings of God are conditional. You want to walk in obedience to what God tells you to do? You're going to be that simple. You want to disobey and rebel against God and His Word? You will not be blessed. But isn't Abraham a great example Genesis 24, 35. We've got to end with this one. I like this. Remember when he sent his Abraham sent his servant to go look for a bride for Isaac? Remember that? This is the servant's reply when he got there to Abraham's land and, and found her. It says, And the Lord, in verse 35, has what? Blessed! Why are you so loud, Pastor Mike? I've always been that way. Especially when I get excited. If, if I'm quiet like this, I'm not excited. But if I say blessed! Now, you can't go into work. Oh, you could if you wanted to. Justin, why don't you go into this school and in high school and in the hall. I'm blessed! You'll be calling me then. Or somebody will be calling me. Huh? But I want to get it in you. Look at this. He said, The Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. And he's given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, and male and female servants, camels and donkeys. One more scripture, Galatians 3.13. We're going we're gonna to end today. I'm not even getting past the first one. You say, well, that's all good and fine, but that was Brother Abraham, and that was another covenant. Well, look at what Galatians 3.13 says. Galatians 3.13 states this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree... Verse 14, that the what? The what? The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. How? In Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. God promises to give all believers the blessings of Abraham. And this begins when we're born again. We become new creatures in Christ Jesus. But this blessing of the Lord includes spiritual blessings, as I've said, material blessings, and emotional, physical blessings too. So you leave today. I mean, we didn't, uh, <clears throat> we're, we're going to stop there and unhook there. We'll have to pick up in a couple weeks. But I would say Abraham was a blessed man. 
Now, I don't want you to get cocky or arrogant, but I want you to hold your head up. And I want you to start seeing yourselves blessed. And if you'll get your nose in the book and in the Word of God and start meditating on these scriptures and, and getting to know the God that loves you, you're going to experience His blessings. Now, I'm just going to... I, I do this once in a while. I just go out on the edge. Next week, I'm expecting... Next Sunday, I'm expecting that my God could maybe bless somebody here in this church. Just maybe one little baby. One little child. No, I'm expecting a report. And I know we have Stephen, so I'm not going to take a long time. And I don't want 40,000 people hang, putting their hands up because I'm not going to call on everyone. But I want to know in the days ahead when you're blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. These are blessed people. They're prospering. They're in health and their souls are prospering. Lord, we're believing, Lord God, that you're pouring out your spirit in these last days upon your people. And you have blessed the people of Harvest Church just as you did Abram so that he might become Abraham and be a father of multitudes. And Lord, we, we desire to be blessed so we can be a blessing in Jesus' name and all God's people that desired that said this. Amen. Now, I'm going to say this. And then we're, going to, we're done. I'm believing, and I told some people in prayer a few weeks ago, this preacher's believing for $10,000 above and beyond your regular tithes and offerings. Why? Because I want to go to the Caribbean. If you really know me, you're going to know I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> we've got windows to put in. We've got fence to put in. We've got to have a couple grand work on electrical in this sanctuary. We've got a, these things. And so I'm very careful what I put down and believe God for. But I'm believing God for $10,000. Why didn't I do that at the offering? Because I don't want it now. In fact, I don't even... You can. Let's bless Brother Stephen before we start this. If you got an offering, then save it for next week. There ain't too many preachers that say that. But I'm one of them. Save your offering for the man of God next week. And then we get through that. Let's start sowing seed and on a regular basis. Put 5, 10, 15, and let's get some of these things done. Because he's tired of me whining. Amen. I'm, I'm not really whining, but I'm believing God for it. Anybody here that needs prayer for your physical body before?